Thank you for tuning in. You're watching Burnham Podcast on YouTube or maybe on Rumble. You can also find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. So wherever you've found it, know that you can find it other places too. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you like what you see, here's how you can help. Head over to patreon.com slash Burnham Project. Thank you very much. So you've met this next guest before. He's a law enforcement officer, a fantastic jiu-jitsu player, um, except that he's neither of those things right now. He's a little damaged. He's got an injury, but he's going to survive. We had a great time together. It was awesome having him back on the show. It was good to get to sit down and talk to him again. Gerard Tucker, welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. Talk about this book. Sure. Okay, cool. We're talking about a book. We've never, I don't know, that we've ever really dove into a book before on the podcast. You haven't? I don't think so. I mean, not like besides the Bible, but, but yeah. yeah. You've apparently read this already. I, I've seen it, man, started. but it's been five. I've read the first two chapters of a yeah. hundred books. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've finished this one. But it's been a long time. Yeah. So we're back with Gerard Tucker. Once again, I should cover that part and then we can get into the other stuff. So what'd you bring with you tonight? So I brought this book. It's called spiritual disciplines for the Christian life. It's written by Donald Whitney. Um, I was telling Danny, I started reading this book earlier this summer and kind of did my thing like you said, you know, first couple chapters yeah. and um, tore my peck two months ago. I had a lot of downtime, finished the book in no time, and it's a it's an excellent read. I just want to share it with you and, yeah. and uh, Tango Called and everyone else, man. Spiritual a, Disciplines of the Christian Life. Yeah. I love the forwards by J.I. Packer. I love J.I. Packer. Yeah. Written read a bunch of his stuff. Yeah, I ordered his other book too, Donald Whitney. It's called Pray in the Bible. It's a mm-hmm. good book too. I'm about halfway through with I've it. I've heard of that one. I've never read it. It's good. Um, so he basically gives a technique to praying, mm-hmm. and he just, I mean, he out of the gate, full disclosure, he's just like, look, we get bored with praying. He's yeah. like, people don't pray enough because they get so bored. They say the same things, you know, and they just they just get into this monotonous yeah. loop. And, you know, you stop, you get distracted, and he gives a technique following the Bible, how to pray and to get yeah. out of that. And um, I, which I'm only halfway through with it, so I'm not like sure. So you're what still the, bored with praying at this point? <laughs> no, I, <I've>, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do get bored with praying, but yeah. he's helping me through it. Yeah. Um, you basically use the Psalms, so because the Psalms were meant to be either sung or prayed. Right. And um, so if it's the first day of the month, you pick either Psalm. 1, 30, 60, 90, 120, or 150. Okay. You pick from those. You just yeah. glance through it, pick one of those, and then you uh, say you pick Psalm 1, start in verse 1, read it, and then whatever it says, whatever comes to your mind, you know, if it speaks about him, you know, being loving or, or whatever it is, yeah. if that pops into your mind, you know, I need to be more, you just start praying about it, then you go on down. Go through, and eventually you've prayed through something that you would have never done before. So, in order to do this, you got to pray with your eyes open. I, I mean, mean yeah. like to some degree, <laughs> yeah. so you can do that, right? You don't oh, have to shut yeah, your eyes. Yeah, you for can. those of you that like to drive and pray, yeah, um, you can do it with your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool, though, man. Yeah. But and then if it's the second day of the month, pick either chapter two, thirty-one, we're doing math now, ninety-one, one twenty. Yeah, 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 math. But um, so I haven't started it yet. But um, I'm gonna finish the book. But I'm definitely gonna do it. That's cool. Yeah, well, we do though. We get bored with praying, and we get up, and I catch myself doing it sometimes on Sunday mornings in front of the church, and you're saying the same prayer, and you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure I said this the last eleven Sundays in a row. Yeah, 
and I notice it, which means that they probably notice it too. Cause I know they would, if I preached the same sermon every week, yeah. but yeah. that's a cool technique to get out there. It is. Um, and something else is about praying is like, it becomes like a competition. Yeah. When you pray out loud, yeah. you know, uh, every, and then the Bible actually speaks specifically against, you know, praying for show. Yeah. And you know, that's what I just, I don't want to be, you know, I don't, I always wanted to be as sincere as possible, you know, um, well, you should. I mean, that's the idea, right? Yeah, it does. But it doesn't. But you've, I know you've heard them. The people that they try, they try to make a show out of it. Gracious Heavenly Father. I mean, they yeah. come up with some crazy stuff. They do, man. But it's, I don't know. I've, I've heard people pray that way that I felt like had the best intentions. But like nobody talks that way, you know. And we should talk to God with reverence and all those things. But nobody, neither one of us in this. You know, if we're here for four hours, neither one of us are going to say thee or thy. Like, it just ain't going to happen, no. you know, not in a serious manner. No. But people start praying in the King's English, you know, and like, okay, waiting on their British accent to come out. And But back to this book. Oh, yeah. Um, so, funny how this thing even came to my attention. I don't remember why, but it just came to my mind one day. I just felt like I didn't have enough discipline as a Christian. Yeah. I can't even remember what brought that up. Just was an idea. Well, it's probably a safe bet, right, for any of us that we yeah. we're not disciplined enough. Yeah. And um, so fast forward several months, I was at the Goodwill, and uh, I always just kind of browse through the books. Yeah. I'm not a big reader, but I always look, and I see spiritual disciplines, and I was like, never heard of Donald Whitney, never heard of this book, and I was mm-hmm. like, there it is. Pulled it out. It was a dollar fifty. Bought it, started reading it, and this has probably been the most impactful read of my life. Buck I mean, fifty to change your life, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so each chapter covers a biblical uh, spiritual discipline that all Christians should follow. Yeah. And it goes through, I mean, uh, evangelism, reading, journaling, uh, tithing. I mean, yeah. um, uh, fasting. Yeah. You know, that one's a hard one. It, it a is. Well, I mean, all that yeah. stuff is. You know, nobody yeah. like. Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver, so mm-hmm. we should love to give, but mm-hmm. like nobody likes to. <laughs> well, in reading that, you know, it, he goes on to explain how giving is actually worship. You know, yeah. it's a form of worship. Yeah. And that never had occurred to me, you know. Um, but, you know, the whole thing is just chocked full of good stuff. Yeah. Man. It's such a good read. Um, I actually was just showing it to Jason down there. He took a picture of it. I think he might mm-hmm. get it, but. Jason's like, reading junkie these yeah. days and he's he, always been a student of whatever he was mm-hmm. into but man yeah. every reading, time i see him now he's like have you read this i'm reading that we yeah. should read this and I'm like, okay yeah he's reading uh robbie gowdy's book too yeah now, yeah you mentioned which, him last time you were on I yeah think. he's that's a good one too man all his stuff's good what was the title of that again the forgotten jesus the forgotten jesus mm-hmm. that's right that's yeah. the name of his podcast too right yeah 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 it it's mostly like um it kind of just focuses on like the entire context of everything that was going on during that time yeah. so that you have a better understanding of everything. Um, it's a big deal, man. It is. People don't get that. Yeah. The better you understand the context of something, the the more you understand it. I mean, yeah. there's just so much that happened that we read it today and we don't realize 
why things were said or done, and yeah. then you yeah. then you understand the context. So, oh, well, that makes perfect sense now. Well, and if we don't know context, there's so many things we see in Scripture that we try to make about us now. When, in fact, it's Paul not. was talking specifically to those people in that time or yeah. whatever it was. And the know. Bible wasn't written to the United States. What? It just wasn't. No. Don't tell me you've had that <laughs> conversation uh, with someone. All the time, dude. All the, you're not in the Bible. We're not, I tell my <laughs> congregation you know, every Sunday just about the Bible is not about us. It's a letter to us. Mm-hmm. You good? Get up on your mic a little bit or pull it to you, whichever. What's up? You're good. You get better now? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But yeah, so it's not, you know, people want to look at David and see themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out here and kill this giant. Well, maybe not. It's a giant. He might kill you, you know. Let's let's talk about what God's will is before Mm -hmm. we decide who we are in the Bible. Yeah, we were, in my Sunday school class, we were talking about Philippians 4 yesterday. Oh, man. That's a great chapter. It is. 413. Yeah. The context of it. Yeah. He's not deeming you to be a super christian yeah. <laughs> that's not yeah. what it is i, I could run faster yeah. through christ yeah i can me, you know, i can or, beat a black belt yeah, in this yeah. absolute tournament because of like no, right right it's not what it's talking about it's actually talking about paul and in, in his struggles yeah and right before it i mean that's what well, he's he talking was about. about to get executed yeah he's like, in he he's writing it from that. prison yeah yeah, yeah. And even this, I can do who mm-hmm. through Christ who strengthens yep. me. You know? But oh, okay. boy, you see that tattoo on somebody; they're fixing to, oh, they're man. fixing to take double gold. They are right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, it's it's terrible. That's the most. That and Matthew seven one probably the two most. Yeah. Out of context yeah. taken. You just got to keep reading. You know, <laughs> you just keep reading yeah. after that, or a little before it even, mm-hmm. and get the context. And yeah. people take two words out of Matthew though, like oh, man. just those two words. Yep. That's all I need. Yep. Live my life by it. We yeah. had a guy show up in court one time. Oh I, no. I, well, it didn't say the verse, but it said only God can judge me. And yeah. Showed up to court. And that, yeah. that should scare people to death. Like, that's oh, true, right? Yeah. God's going to judge. Yeah. Us. Holy smokes. How, what a way to minimize the ultimate judgment oh, there. Man. Yeah. Yeah. My name, Daniel, literally means God is my judge. And like, that's the first thing I think about a lot of days when I wake up. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the fact that God, only God can judge me. Holy what, smokes. Yeah. Man. That should terrify you, bud. Yeah. I you mean, can't live up to that. There's no, no, for us no. Humans. Yeah, he he came and um, our judge at the time was super cool. He he was cool about it, but the people that like meet you at the door, they were like, "Hey, dude, probably shouldn't wear that." Did that was like wearing a shirt, t-shirt that said "Only God Can Judge Me." He was, was he on trial? No, it was just city court. Okay, it was just you. like uh, small stuff, <laughs> I got like you. not. You're going Even to prison. still, like, you're walking in that building to receive a judgment, <laughs> like a real judgment yeah. with a guy in a black robe and a hammer and everything. Oh, yeah. You catch him on the right day. I mean, he can throw you in jail for yeah. a minute if he wanted to. Yeah. But, yeah oh, my cool God can it. judge me. Or, you know, Judge Jones. Maybe he can, too. <laughs> you know, let's, yeah. Let's have this much humility. Yeah. yeah. Not the best choice of, of shirts to mm-hmm. wear to church, to, to church, to to court. Bless his heart. You read any good books lately? Oh, man. I, I've got my nose in so many books. My dad gives me books. I don't know when he's he's semi-retired, so he's got way more time than me to read. Uh, but he goes through like three books a week. And he's oh, as soon as he's done, I live next door, so he's yeah. like, over here and get this, book. get this book. Okay, Probably uh, like I'm doing here with yeah, this Yeah, right, one. exactly. Yeah. Past, uh, Patrick at the gym, I got two of his books that I'm yeah. halfway through. Yeah. So you got to read this. What we'll talk about you? it. He gave me, the first one was... Oh, I forget what the title even was, but it was essentially a comparison between 
Calvin and not Calvin. Yeah. And has he already read it? He had already read yeah. it. It was a, a Lutheran guy yeah. that was yeah. really trying to go against Calvinism and yeah. like what I got from the book was that the guy had lost a debate to a Calvinist and then he turned around and wrote a book, book yeah. like a diss track from a rapper. You know? Oh dude. Yeah. But, uh, and then the other one was called serving God in your country. And it was about, uh, cha- uh army chaplains in like world war two and okay. the, you know, the stuff they were going through on top of, it's hard enough to be a pastor and it's hard enough to be in a war and <laughs> you put those things together and it's, you know, what's Man. the stuff those guys were going through. Yeah. And, I think I was there the day he gave you that book. Probably. I think it was, yeah. But it's one another one of those books that I'm mm-hmm. halfway through because I don't know how often it happens to you, but as a pastor, I get I bet I get fifteen book recommendations <laughs> a week. Um and at least that many podcasts. Oh yeah. And I'm then a hundred five minute YouTube videos. Hey, yeah. check this out. You should put this in a sermon. Yeah, uh, okay. Like so have you looked into the audio books? No, but I need to. I'm afraid I can't focus and it's not like I'm you know, focused when I'm reading either, but yeah, me too. But I need to, I need to do that because well, I've got time. You know, I sit by myself for six, eight hours most mm. days, so I'm always listening to one thing or another. I should listen to less podcasts and more yeah. books. I was on board with it till I realized they were like more expensive than the actual book. For Are the ones really? I looked up, this one it was more expensive, and then another one Ugh. it was more. I was like, nah, never mind. I know that's what PJ does. He's big into audio. Yeah. PJ, I tell you, he's read all these books, but he when he's driving back and forth to the gym, he's got them on audio. Yeah. Well, which I'm is, going to tell you, if I'm doing that, I'm not going to listen to it as as good as if I'm. That's what it. I worry about. Yeah. Especially if I got to spend more money than just buying the physical copy, because yeah. like I, you know, I don't know, I don't focus well, yeah. especially as I get older. I've had too many head injuries, I think, to <laughs> to pay attention yeah. anymore. But well, I've learned in the last like two or three years I've probably got ADHD yeah. that's what my wife tells me it happens she's a therapist so I gotta believe her well I mean yeah there's but some value there the value to having ADHD well to having a therapist now, oh so yeah for her. to her yeah. opinion yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean there's probably some ADHD value of some kind right I mean you're probably super productive sleeping productive super productive oh super productive <laughs> oh um a little bit here and there yeah that's what it is like yeah um like I my task management is not great yeah like for instance open this up if i don't like predetermine where i'm gonna read to yeah i'll get like two pages in and like do the dishes go to the dishes yeah yeah and then like halfway through glance in the corner oh i need to do that and then you know before you know it you've got like eight things going right and then nothing's done Right, so, none of them. You're doing eight things yeah. and none of them are done or yeah. maybe not even done well. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> what little bit's been done. But since she's pointed out, like I've noticed, like I do get hyper fixated on things. Yeah. Like um, particular book, movie, yeah, a task, hobby, whatever. And then it just like will fade. Yeah. And it's just like gone. But, you know, and if it's done, if you like utilize it right, you can, you can, you can make some progress with it. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, that's, I guess that's what I got, though. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, they're finding it in adults these days, apparently. It used to not be a thing. Like We no. we didn't talk. Nobody mentioned it until no. about, like the 90s, probably. Well, I remember kids. It, yeah. It was, I'm one of them. You oh, are. You took Ridlin? Tango's took Ridlin kid yeah. over here. Oh, he yeah. Well, see, that sucker was wild. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in elementary school, this is no joke. When I was in elementary school, I had this really old teacher and I guess that was because this was in the nineties. Yeah. There was a late we uh the teacher was older and there was a guy that was taking the riddling or something and 
he had to like leave class at a certain time yeah. and go to the nurse yeah. in the hall and get it. And he comes back, and the teacher was like so against it. She said, that Ritalin's going to fry your brain in front of the whole class. That's a great way to get fired these yeah. days. <laughs> oh, dude. She straight up said it. And yeah. that's, that was like my only like real – I didn't even know what it was. I just yeah. knew that he, he has to take medicine. Oh, I remember, man. There was one or two kids when I – you know, in third grade that – we're on medicine, and mm-hmm. now like half the room is or whatever, quote but. on medicine. On medicine, yeah. yeah. It was, I guess, Ritalin. Was there any more? Uh, Ritalin, Adderall, and Concerta. I think they pulled Concerta at some point. Yeah. Because that one turned kids into There was something yeah. else, though, that was before Ritalin, I feel like, and I don't remember what it was, but the two friends that I knew in elementary school that were on medicine were on whatever it was. But I don't know. I was having a discussion about this today about some people that that don't think that's a real thing. ADHD. Yeah. Or mental disorders or you know anything at all. Oh, they don't think there's from some weird religious bro sect of a cult that's called a cult. Let me take you to a town called Cedartown and I'll show you some mental illness. Right. I mean, you guys. It's gonna be hard to not work. You see it. But I mean, to say that. It's not possible for there to be like a chemical imbalance in a brain. Yeah. Whether or not it's drug induced, oh, you know, it's. It, okay. I got a guy that lives down the same road as me. You could drive by his house right now. He's standing, I promise you, he's standing outside yeah. and hitting the corner of his yard, reading off some paper. He does it sun up to sundown. He reads off, it goes through like, when I first moved to my house, it was a phone book. And then. So it it's tur- just any old paper. I don't, yeah. And then like, um, after that, I noticed it was like something like he had handwritten. When you drive by, he spits at your car and okay. like barks at you or like blows snot out of his nose. Yeah. All right. That probably, probably something. Yeah, yeah. He's not doing that just because he wants to. Uh, there's a guy out here I bump into uh, on the street sometimes, and he imagines that one of his feet gets stuck to the sidewalk. Does he sit on the bench all day? Not the same guy. Okay. No. That dude's super mellow. Really, yeah, because really nice I've guy. dealt with him at yeah. work one time. Yeah, this is a, this is another, a different cat. Yeah, he, he'll, he's just walking. And you'll see him, and he stops, and he's just like he's riding a skateboard, and he's trying to get his other foot going. Mm. Like, bro. Yeah, we there's a guy in Cedartown that um, just pushes a wheelchair everywhere he goes. Hmm. No one's in it. Just he up and down Main Street. Yeah, pushing a wheelchair. It's a real thing, man. And to think, you know, that we used to have. Facilities. There was a big one here in Rome where people yeah. like that would would go. Northwest Regional. Now they're just in the street yeah. or in schools. You know the yeah. younger folks. And God well, that's uh, what was it like? Oh, seven or eight when all the mental hospitals got shut down. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's about when you started seeing them just out meandering around. Yeah. It's not their fault. No. I mean, they can't help it. A lot of them are it's drug induced, but yeah. we know that like certain people have predispositions to mental illness. Right. Like they might be 18 years old and be completely normal. Yeah. Well, they try meth and it just, there it goes. Right. Like they just activated that, whatever it is in their brain, yeah. that predisposition. And then now they have it. Like for instance, um, the dude at the end of my road, mm-hmm. my neighbor has lived down the same road for all his life. And he told me that dude was normal. Used to be, yeah, used time. to be normal, yeah. yeah. And he said he thinks he got on some whatever drugs, oh, and man. there he went. Well, and I got a different perspective. Uh, I used to think, you know, everybody that was addicted to drugs deserved it because they did something stupid, you know, like mm. why would anybody ever try meth? Well, like yeah. most people don't just try meth. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I spent time in West Virginia, and all these guys had worked in coal mines, 
or been lumberjacks or whatever, mm-hmm. and one hundred percent of them have been injured. Yep. And their doctors just throw pills at them because they hurt. And then one day the pills are gone and you got to cope somehow. So you go find, you know, whatever's out there to take care of it. And um, now you're on meth or heroin or, you know, one of those things. But it's not like he asked for that. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to not hurt. Yeah. When I had my surgery, um, before I had the surgery, like just go in there and like discussing it, the MRI and stuff. They asked me like three times per visit, you need anything for pain? And I told him no. Yeah. And then he asked me again. He was like, do you need anything more than what you can get over the counter? I was like, nah, I think I'm good. And he was like, oh, I thought you said it hurt real bad. I was like, oh, it did hurt very yeah, bad, but yeah. I don't like, I don't need that. And then, right. so of course, after the surgery, they give it to you and I took it then. And then I've had like two follow-up visits since the surgery. And both time, like literally, I haven't even made it to the doctor. Like I meet the nurse or whatever in the hallway yeah and she's like walking me there like checking on the clipboard the first thing she asked both time need anything for pain i'm like no like, what is this how much money do you get for me saying uh, yes there's gotta be a lot right yeah, I mean, yeah. why else would they just do that all the time i'm like this is how it starts yeah like, i guess yeah because mm-hmm. i mean how easy would it be for you to go yeah this hurts all i'd have to do is exaggerate it yeah like i could just be like oh it hurts so bad i sound you like you don't even have to exaggerate they'll just give them to you if you tell them it hurts yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean it does hurt. Yeah, I'm not, sure it like, does. Gonna take that? I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, if, uh, give me some Tylenol and or knock me out all the way. I guess, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah I'm just throwing pills at people these days. And, yeah, but the people on drugs, they don't like. I, I'm like you. I used to have a extremely harsh point of view, but like I've been in it long enough to kind of see it, like the progression go for people. Yeah, and like a lot of them were decent people, man. Yeah. It's just like yeah. And nine times out of ten, they're coping for something. I mean, right. they they either lost everything or they have no family or whatever it might be. You know, they're yep. depressed, uh, peer pressure, you know. Uh, there's a host of different reasons why. Right. And it's like, do you like the fact they broke in your tool shed and stole your filler? <laughs> no, I don't. No. And that infuriates me. But, you know, the fact that they're addicted, I don't think that they wanted to end up that way. Nobody. I, yeah, I nobody don't think Nobody looks for that and yeah. has that dream. I want to be, you know, there used to be the commercial that so nobody ever says, I want to be a junkie when I grow up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's asking for that. Yeah. But that's life. And I don't know. We can't, I was, I had a conversation about this very thing earlier today and it just, you know, what do you do with these people? And we've almost incentivized homelessness in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just allows people to continue to live like that, but they're, comfortable where they are so what do you do with them and well yeah and like like in the big cities the homeless like what what is the fix to that like what do you do you have do you have a solution because i don't i don't don't. know at this point i don't know that that's a genie you can put back in the bottle yeah you know i don't know where you the town the size of ours you could just razz them until they left you could make i don't know you couldn't make them in theory you could make all these churches stop feeding them and all these mm-hmm. places, you know, stop giving them clothes and all this stuff, and they would find somewhere else to go. But, like, short of that, I don't know what you do. I don't know either. Because, like, I have a friend that recently moved to Alabama, and the neighboring city of his opened a big, like, homeless shelter. Yeah. And then they, like, the city realized that the surrounding cities and counties were picking up their homeless and just driving them over there and dropping them off. Yeah. So they inherited, like, 
the whole surrounding jurisdictions oh. worth of homeless. And they're like, look, guys, we can't do this now. Yeah. Like, it, you know. Oh, and I'm thinking, that's just so hard to deal with. All you can do, I guess, is work on, like, the individual level. Like, maybe you can help one. Mm. And maybe you can share the gospel with him and make some inroads there. And maybe he understands that even though he's got all of his needs taken care of, as long as he lives under this tarp in the park mm-hmm. or whatever, like he's good he's good with that. Maybe he gets to the point through the gospel message that he realizes this is not the life we're supposed to live. Yeah. And wants to turn things around. And, yeah. you know, there are some facilities and things available for addiction recovery and stuff yeah. like that, but it's the person's got to want to go. Yeah, they do have to want to. And I think – most people have probably had a negative interaction with a homeless person. Oh, before. 100%. Yeah. Like um, a guy that worked with my dad, he was like the youth pastor at his church. And he, this dude here, man, he, he was a sharp-tongued guy. He's dead now, but he was off the hip. Was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, he could let you have it. And he said he was driving the, the church van full of the whole youth group. And they see the dude out there with a sign, hungry, you know. Mm-hmm. So they pulled into like Jack's. He got like, you know, $20, $30 worth of food. Yeah. Pulls over, gets out, and he's like, hey, man, you know, I see your son. We got you, you know, just it's on us, you know, like, yeah. here's our church if you want to come by. And the guy was like, I don't want, I want money. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, man, we, we don't, we can't just give you cash, you know, but we went ahead and bought you some food. It's the sign says you're hungry. Yeah. Dude starts getting irate, and he was like, man, I had to bite my tongue. I just got back in the van, <laughs> drove off. Well, he starts driving off, and the dude takes the back and just threw it at the back of the van. Hamburgers, bus, <laughs> like ketchup and mustard on the back glass. And he was like, man, he was like, Bubba, I had the whole van full of people back there. He's like, there's no way I could have said what oh, I wanted to no. say. But, yeah. Yeah. And then there was a guy that um, they were telling me shut up at Scramble the other day. And just went in there and, and was like, I need food and money. Like, you're going to have to give it to me type well, way. That probably wasn't the place to go, Yeah, you know, try yeah. to bully people. Yeah. So <sighs> um, they were like, well, we don't, we don't have food and we don't have cash. But, like, there's places, there's restaurants down the street. I'm positive that would be willing to assist yeah. you. And he's like, no, nah, I've already asked him. Can't do that. And he's like, well, I, we don't have anything here. And he's like, and then he says, he makes a comment, I'm about to – to the point where I'm going to have to just steal for it. And he's like, well, don't steal from us. You yeah, know, like right. <laughs> making comments like that isn't going to get you anywhere. No, well, especially not in a jujitsu school. No. Right. I mean, that's not no. the place you want to go try to shake people yeah. down. Given the person he was speaking to, I don't think he wanted to. Those people are skilled in violence, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> even, even Ayla, man, I don't think, I, don't, I think she probably would have choked this dude man, up. Man, Ayla had a situation today. Let me tell you about Ayla. And oh, tell me. There was a, a grown adult man who would never have been so rude had I been in the room with him. Um, said some out of not like super inappropriate, just rude, ugly, you know, stuff. It was a long story. We'll get into it later. Um, and Ayla said that she knew that it didn't matter what he had to say because she could separate him from consciousness. See, she had the ability to do that. And I said, okay. That's cool. Well, it's good that you were able to contain yourself, understanding yeah. that mm-hmm. she could have choked this guy to sleep, this grown man, you know. And she like, could. Okay. So if you're listening out there, arm your daughters with the ability to fight, not McDojo martial art light, like <laughs> violence, actual violence. Because yeah. you never know when they'll use it or need to use it mm-hmm. or when they'll say, hey, you know what? I could choke this man to sleep if I wanted to, but I don't have to. Well, that right there, what she said, 
is what I think is one of the big like fixes for bullying. Yeah. Like teach a bully how to fight yeah. and they're more than likely not going to want to fight. Yeah. Because like a bully is they're they're making up for like a deep rooted self insecurity. Yeah. I mean that's just what it is. Yeah, they're compensating. Yeah. yeah, they're compensating and if you teach them to fight, they're not going to feel so insecure. Right. I mean that's just like like her, like yeah. she could have choked that dude out, but she she has confidence in her ability. She does it three nights a week here, chokes right. people out. I mean, so she's not going to do it. She's yeah. very limited, you know. It's like what is it that Jordan Peterson says? Like a like a a, a, a man that's uh, of skilled violence man that contains it is the best, or you know, yeah, it's about being uh, harmless or weak i guess yeah be, yeah you know the ability to do harm but like the, but contains the control it. yeah not to yeah. yeah and i wish can you find that quote tango yeah, it's, that's a good it's one. gonna burn me up now. it's a real good one yeah but like, it's it's true though yeah if you have that ability and you can mm-hmm. keep it reined in and you understand it doesn't matter what yeah. that guy says you know like your, your words aren't really gonna hurt me because if you came at me physically it'd be a different mm-hmm. story yeah you got it, it? um I think you're referring to the, you should be a monster and learn how to yes. control it. What's Read it off. Yep. That that was the quote. You that should, was it? You should raise your son to be an absolute monster yeah. and teach him how to control it. Yeah. There That's it. Go. That's it. You've raised Ayla to be a monster. To be a monster. And she can control right? it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bless her heart. That last tournament she did. You know, like her age, they put them like boys and girls. Yeah. She's out there just wrecking those oh, little boys. Man. man. I'm thinking this whole jujitsu thing is so good and healthy and everything, but in the mind of that little 14 year old kid getting tapped out by Ayla, he probably does not feel so good about himself. He either quit jujitsu or he went back and hit the gym and became a monster. Cried in his corner, man. (laughs) I feel bad, man. And we have quit. Like we've decided we're not putting her in tournaments with boys anymore. Like we're just not going to. Because she's to the point now, like. She's 15. Yeah. A 15, 16-year-old boy is way different when yeah. she was 12, you know. Yeah, like, okay. it's more even. Yeah, 15, they have, they have facial hair. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got you can lose a match to puberty at that age, you know. The guy with the beard or the mustache wins <laughs> over the baby face kid. Yeah. But, you know, it's a great skill to have. Yeah. And you hope you never have to use it, but, like, it's not just for dark parking lots. You know, it's for... Right, yeah. It's for the that that self control and that confidence, like you were even saying with the bully. The bully typically doesn't want to fight. He wants you to think that he's bad enough that you won't try to fight him. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if he's got that ability and that confidence yeah. in himself, then he's not yeah. he's not concerned with how bad mm-hmm. you think he is. Yeah, the big dog doesn't have to tell people he's the big dog. He does not. Know? No. So there's a lot to be said for that. We could go into a scrambled Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and wrestling commercial if we <laughs> anything to sponsor the show anyway. Yeah. They do a bunch of slackers. God bless them. But anyway, about the uh, the torn peck. Yeah, so we, talk about, we've tied things together, right? You yeah. You mentioned a few minutes ago that you were hurt and had surgery. Yeah. What happened? So it was like August twenty six or whatever. We were having our in house tournament, the white belt, blue belt, purple belt, whatever of yeah. the year, and um, no fault, nobody's fault but mine. But there was just so many people on the mat that like I didn't have time to warm up. There was no room to warm up, and yeah. I didn't make the provisions to, like, force myself to be warm. And um, so I drew my first opponent. We go, and, like, three seconds later, 
I've reached no out. No time at all. Yeah, I've reached out and something like this and kind of tugged myself. Yeah. And I heard it, felt it, instantly knew, and that was, uh, a, that was a wrap. Who are you rolling with? I don't even know his name. He doesn't train that often. Uh, Darian. Darian's his name. Darian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Okay. Darian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was him. And uh, hadn't even got started yet. Like, yeah. literally like three seconds. I in. know I was rolling with Casey and we were, you know, this far away from you. And uh, we both were like, hey, stop. I think something's mm-hmm. wrong. And sure enough, you were yeah. hurt, man. Dude, I, I knew it instantly. Like, the pain was unbelievable like yeah. i tried not to make a scene because i don't want the attention yeah, just wanted yeah. to act like ah, it doesn't feel right you know but yeah. i knew something was up yeah and uh it would hit me in waves like i would have the urge to, like just just fall out of consciousness you looked pretty bad there a couple times hurt bad man i got a picture of it like right after it happened you could see the tendon running yeah. across uh, the thing so yeah it but so bad i knew it was torn and whatever but went and got an mri done the next next monday or tuesday you know because mm. this was a friday yeah. and then he was like yep high grade partial tear <sighs> and he was like you know you're, you're gonna need to have surgery because if you don't you'll run the risk of it being like a complete tear in the future yeah. and he was like given how young you are and you're not going to stop being active it's probably going to happen yeah so. well and you would hate for that like it happened in jiu-jitsu at the gym when people could you know you could tell your opponent to stop or whatever but man if you're on the street as a cop oh. Something like that happens. You, can, I mean, that's bad. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. I know. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. So I said all that to say, don't be a hero and try to run back. I know you're smarter than that. I don't no. feel like you are, but uh, no, he's he's got me out out of work and out of training for at least six months. So this has been you had your surgery the first week of September, September fifth, and it's now the first week of November. Yeah. So today is the yeah. So yesterday was two months. Yeah. Yeah. So you got. Three, four, four more months. months. Yeah. yeah. But he, um, I, I don't know like what the difference is with healing, but after the surgery, he told me that typically they anchor it to the, like to this bone on your arm mm-hmm. with two anchors, but he put three on me because he was like, he said I had a bigger pec muscle. Here but, we go. Here we go. But I don't know that that, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that that, changes up the healing i know, I know it hurts a lot right there well like if you got more sensitive. more muscle that has to heal i guess i mean yeah if your muscles are yay big it doesn't take long yeah you know i guess I, i'm no doctor but he don't take medical advice from yeah me. i was like bro i weigh 180 pounds like yeah I'm but not, you're i'm not solid big. rock though yeah <laughs> <laughs> no. but yeah there's three anchors in it step two hmm. yeah you were atypical how about that i guess and he, he told me the incision was only gonna be like eight centimeters mm-hmm then I woke up, and then, like, what, three days later, we could take the stuff off of it and yeah. see it. I was like, what in the world? There was 11 staples. Oh. Well, that is way more than eight centimeters. Man. But I guess that was because of the extra anchor. I don't really know. I mean, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I'd I don't have know. to have somebody explain it to yeah. me. I don't know. But that's what happened, so I haven't been training any. But you're not in your sling, though. No, that was only for, I think, four to six weeks. I was going to say, last time yeah. I saw you, you were in your sling, but it's mm-hmm. been – it's been three or four weeks ago. Yeah, it's that was only for six weeks, I think. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, after the after about the third week, it kind of seems pointless. Like yeah. they, the way they explained it to me was like, even though it doesn't seem like you need to have it in there, like gravity pulling down on it constantly right. will like 
damage it where yeah. it's been anchored. So I get that, but like, uh, yeah, it seemed like I was just like a bum wearing a sling. Like, yeah, hey, give me a couple bucks. Feel you know, kind of like, useless. Yeah, right? I can and move it. Now, was it just are wearing. you right-handed? No, I'm actually left-handed. Oh, okay, so it wasn't yeah. your dominant side. No, right? no, gotcha. that that was the one good thing about it. Yeah, I mean, but, if there's a good way to tear your peg, that's the way you the, do it no. on your non-dominant side. <laughs> yeah. Definitely wouldn't recommend tearing your peg. No, I would advise against if uh, I, you know, just had got to choose. But yeah, yeah, don't tear. Definitely the peg. warm up too, which I always do. Like I never don't. That warm was up. it was so crazy. I know. Man. There was a, I don't know, I don't know if I even stretched. Like even in the least, we just walked <laughs> out there. Well, there was so many people on the mat. There wasn't room to like. It would have almost looked. I don't know the word for it. Like there's, there, there's no, not even any seating room. And then yeah. you're just running around doing jumping jacks. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it would, it would almost look bad to be like hogging that much space. I know to be running laps. When yeah. There's like there's there in blue jeans. Yeah. And, like shoulder yeah. to shoulder, you know, like, uh, yeah. but it's no one's fault but mine. I should have, I should have went out on the sidewalk and ran if I wanted to be warm. So. Yeah. Just get loose, but, get the blood flowing yeah. a little bit. But I always warm up, man. Like I, I do, I warm up in the gym cause yeah. I work out every day. Like, I never not warm up because I just it, it you need to yeah and I always do but the one time I don't the one is, time well yeah. I mean it goes to show you the importance of the good old warm up yeah well the the extra blood to like wherever it is in your body gives elasticity yeah so I mean that's the science behind it yeah so yeah. it keeps you from being injured it's not as stiff but. Just the same reason they keep the gym down the street two hundred degrees, right? Yeah, that's, that's what they say. That's, so you won't get hurt or whatever. Yeah, I think that's like the heat is good to yeah. a point, but yeah. like, and I've argued this with Peach. I'm like, like how do you how do you mitigate dehydration? It's You're tough, right? Sweating out your electrolytes. Yeah, like I don't care how like hard headed or stubborn I am if I'm dehydrated. There's probably not much I can do to, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. I'm just out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm warm. My muscles aren't tearing because I'm warm, but, yeah, but, it's I'm, same, but I'm, I'm passed at, out because I don't have any water. Yeah. I'm like, passed out. Yeah. Yeah. My brain is dehydrated. I'm in a high risk for a concussion now. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. and I'm going to get a cramp <laughs> or like, you listen to this, PJ. Turn he it might down be. Some. He ain't listening. Where's Colby? Colby he, will help us. He's no, he, no, he's on. He's the one that goes to bat for me on yeah. it because he thinks the same thing. Colby's on our side. Well, like John Danaher's gym, they don't train in a million degrees. Do they not? No, they don't. They don't. I don't know. There's a, there's a, a fine line. I remember, you know, I coach wrestling. We try to keep the room warm. Yeah, but man, there's a line between like. Nice and warm and like lawsuit, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> at least dude. in public school, you know, yeah. when I was coaching. But man, did y'all ever make it rain in your room? No, it was. You never know what I'm that talking bad. about? Yeah, it used so to happen. So much builds up, it drips from the. It ceiling. used to happen every night at the old scramble. Yeah, like you'd be on on your back, and somebody's got you in side control, and water's dripping on your forehead. Like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it happens in the new place some too. But yeah, man, I remember they put uh, they would take trash bags Ugh. and tape them over the water fountains yeah so that no one yes, can get any water. it's a great way to get sued and fired yeah i guess they can't do that now no probably not but i mean i don't know you, you get some of that when you get into combat sports some of that weight cutting and i don't know you can't deny a kid water and you probably just shouldn't let him cut down 40 no. pounds either you no, know weight cutting is not a good idea it's not it's not i wish i don't know high school does a better job. When I first started coaching wrestling, it was just Wild West. You just weighed whatever you weighed. And then 
my second or third year and they implemented like hydration testing. Yeah, we did that. And they gave you like a baseline, like mm-hmm. this is the lowest you can go and still be yeah. healthy or whatever. And like, okay. I can't remember what it was. Our coaches told us to either like don't drink anything or like drink a ton before you take that test. I can't remember which it was. Cause we, we had to, we all got on the bus and I think we went to either Darlington, one of the schools up here yeah. in Roman did it. Yeah. There were and, two or three places right here. Yeah. And I can't – they told us to do – so, that, like, to give yourself more leeway for cutting weight. Yeah. But – wanted to go in there having cut as much as possible with as, the, the, as much water as possible. Yeah, that's so probably So, you would be hydrated yeah. but not fat, you know, yeah. whatever. It's terrible for you, though, man. <laughs> it cutting is, Cutting weight is so bad. I remember – I remember getting home – so, like, we would weigh in at practice mm-hmm. and then weigh out. I remember I had lost like eight pounds in a practice. Yeah. And then we had a, a match the next day, and the coach was like, don't eat anything. Okay. So, yeah. I'm like, you just got to get ragdolled. Yeah. <laughs> so, I went home. I was like, man, forget you. So, I went home, poured a big glass of sweet tea, instantly just chugged yes. it. And then Gained immediately just pounds. threw it all up. Oh. Like, the moment <laughs> – Dude, the moment it hit the back of my throat, instant gag, like oh, straight back no. out, pure like tea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, and then now looking back, I'm like, yeah, because I had just dehydrated myself yeah. and not. I'm so stupid. Because oh, like at, when I was in high school, I had, uh, I had weightlifting class, mm-hmm. I had welding and wrestling practice. Oh, and then I would so eat just a million degrees. Working yeah, hard for like yeah, five hours. <laughs> and then. I would eat like the little meal they give you at lunchtime. Right, yeah. Nothing. Give you 200 calories. Yeah, and, and I was going to doing that. I'm looking uh, back. I'm like, that is the dumbest. It's a miracle way. like people survive. You know? I don't see how I wasn't so injured. I guess because everybody else was doing it too. I don't know. Or Everybody. I was 17. Yeah, yeah. We were a little more elastic then. We mm-hmm. didn't tear muscles just because we didn't warm up. It was, you know, you yeah. get old faster than you think as it turns yeah. out. Are you 30 yet? Yeah, I'm 31. Okay. Yeah, I just turned right. 31 in October. I knew you were in that ballpark. Yeah. You're there now, man. Oh, my life's over. Stuff's yeah. just going to start hurting. Yeah. You don't know why. It's just, you're right behind he him, thinks that's funny. Hey, How are you? 20, 28. Yeah. 28, yeah, you yeah, there. He's knocking on the door. Yeah. <laughs> Round in the top of the hill. Yeah. Uh, well, his man. birthday is Wednesday. Wednesday night. I'm going to have to yeah. go to a no-gi class. Yeah, I was about to say, you should, you should go. To. Yeah. He said he's going to do a, a five-minute round with everyone that wants. So anybody that's listening to this worldwide, if you can be in Rome, Georgia on Wednesday night. this By the time this gets dropped, it'll, yeah, I know, it'll be. <laughs> we, we can drop just this this promo. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick up beat him off. short and roll yeah. it out there. Rome, Georgia, yeah. Wednesday night, open, November the 8th. Yeah, open invitation. Uh, 209, 216, 216 Broad mm-hmm. Street. Yeah, come on by. Challenge our black belt for five minutes. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah, he's going to roll with everybody that's that'll show up. Have you been able to train much? No, I haven't. Man, I've been in the gym like three or four times since since you got hurt, mm. since the seminar. Well, you've logged more sessions than I have. So. Man, I trained like five times that week, though. Yeah, really? I was in there, yeah, because we had yeah. a – there was a Friday morning thing and then the, the Friday night stuff and the seminar. And, like, and I was there, I think, Tuesday – Tuesday and Thursday that week, so I was like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and then like one of the mornings too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I've been in there like three times since. <laughs> well, just, just stuff, man. Oh yeah. Just I feel better though when I can exercise. I got to make time for it, but yeah. my kids don't understand what it means to just get in the bed and go to sleep at night. So I'm up till like eleven. 
and the alarm goes off at five where I could go into that six o'clock class. And I go, you know what? Oh, are you going to 6 a.m. class? I've been to a few. Oh, okay. But, man, it's tough. I'm old now, so i got to sleep. And Peter's like, going. I know. Peter's going to wax all of us in this tournament. <laughs> You're doing that, right? I, I mean, I said I would, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Good. That's going to be fun. Uh, i got 24 days to get ready, I guess. Or... Dude, I, <laughs> I am so looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It's, it's a, a 40 and over tournament, yeah. for I guess, for white belts and blue belts. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. What Have you seen the trophy that – no, are going to win. No, okay. Pat. Pat came up. I don't know if he wants everyone to see it. Or probably not. not. Probably but he came up. Be. Yeah, he came up with a really uh, creative trophy for that. It's it's funny, man. Oh, is it like a big thing of like Geritol or close Metamucil? Yeah, you're in. <laughs> you're in the ballpark. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Centrum Silver. Uh, bless his heart. Yeah. But it'd be fun. I mean, it's otherwise like we go in like I'm blue belt of the year, and it's like me and. Chris Davis and, and Anthony and Randy Roden, you know, yeah, like, okay, like, dude, guys, this here we fair. go. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. twice their age and yeah. way fatter and all that good stuff. Uh, Wasn't a good athlete when I was an athlete. <laughs> There's enough of people 40 and over that there can actually be a real thing yeah. done now. I mean, yeah. There's a bunch of There's us. There's a bunch of y'all. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't been training at all. I'm, just gonna get, I'm in it for the, the free t-shirt. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Pat were talking the other day. Like, um, what if we charged like a five dollar admission mm-hmm. to come watch, and then like give the money to P- um not Peter's um Williams. Uh, oh yeah, uh, get his charity. Yeah, his charity. Yeah. He does. Yeah, I'd be in on that. That's worth yeah. five bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's worth more than five. I gotta get William on. We keep saying, "Hey, you can come on," and he's like, "Hey, when we get done with this, you know, whatever, yeah. I'll be available." Yeah. But mm-hmm. life, William's a busy guy too. But yeah, I'm in on that. That'd be fun. Yeah, his uh. What is this thing called? Summit Quest. Yeah, Summit Quest. I got you. It's for, is it for cancer patients' families? Is that what it is? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I know it came from him losing his dad, and I'll spoil yeah. the whole episode if I'm not real careful. Yeah. I'll get him on eventually, but. Yeah. I don't want to misquote it, but I think it's I think it's for, like, the cancer patients and their families, or their families after a cancer patient has passed or something. Yeah. I don't, I'm not 100% sure what it is. I need to look into it Pretty some more. Sure just get him on and have him explain it. William, mm-hmm. when you're listening to this, holler at me. We'll get you on. But William's a solid dude, though. He's got a good thing going over there, and we need more folks in the world like him. Yeah, we do. Definitely do. There's a lot of good people at Scramble. There are, a man. Of, a lot of good. There are. A lot of good There's people. a lot of people now that are good that weren't when I started training there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people you can have. Christian conversations with in there now. Yeah, it's a different it's a different mm-hmm. landscape there, and it's it's cool. You know, nobody's gonna jam it down your throat as soon as you walk in the door no, and be it's like, "Hey, that. we're the Jesus Jiu Jitsu gym." No. But like, but that conversation is there if you want to have mm-hmm. it, which yeah. is it's really cool, man. Yeah. Well, it was nice, like uh, especially the Sunday that Jason got baptized. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone was there. Man, yeah. it was so nice. It was really special. Yeah, we had. I couldn't like I couldn't get off work because I work on Sunday mornings. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, but we uh, yeah. we hustled over there as soon as ours was. We yeah. go pretty early. Mm-hmm. Still missed the baptism, but we were there. You know, for yeah. the big picture at the end, yeah. it was cool. That was a good service. Yeah. And then so, uh, Anthony got baptized too, and yeah, that's right. I got to go to that one. That was yeah. I didn't. I didn't make it to his, but see, you missed out. See, Anthony goes. This is gonna get us kicked straight off of you. Anthony goes to Black Church. They yeah, have church all day long. Yeah, they do. They do. That's like a. So I was like, I got plenty of time. I'll make it up there. That's like a Chris Tucker's little 
bit he says yeah. about that. He was like, yeah, when you leave a black church service, they say, all right, come back tonight. And then he's like, it's already it's tonight. Already. <laughs> it was cool, though. I, I went. I, I had forgotten how many people I knew that yeah. go to his church. Mm-hmm. I went to school with a bunch of them way back, and I hadn't seen those guys in forever. And some yeah. of them were getting baptized, and it was great to be there. That was yeah. a little cherry on the top to see some of those people that yeah. had come to faith, and yeah. it was good stuff. I was glad so, I made it. Yeah. So we were talking earlier about um, the article you sent me. Holy smokes, yeah, man. Yeah. You chance to read any of that? Yeah, I read into it. I So I, I remember it happening. Like when you sent it to me, I just, it just didn't click which yeah. one it was. But yeah, I remember that happening. I read so, into it. So we're talking about the the shooter at the Nashville, the Christian school in Nashville. And you guys will be listening to this on Sunday, but on the Monday before, you'll remember they uh, Stephen Crowder released her manifesto. They got leaked to him, and the police are not happy about that. I was listening to another, the, I guess it was the police chief in Nashville, uh, give a news conference as I was driving up here. And, uh, yeah, they're not happy that the thing got leaked. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the yeah. thing, right? They were like, oh, it's not a real thing. but Well, it – that it, it's not good. I mean, it's it's yeah. we can't read it, but out loud. But right, um, we, we as law enforcement, we should use that as a way of educating ourselves of how to limit these things from happening in the future. Yeah, like we see what she or he. I don't know which it was a transgender. I don't know if it was. Hey, I'm not sure which direction we were going. We see what they put on there, mm-hmm. and it's like we know that a lot of that stuff gets leaked to the internet before it happens. Like how many right. times did this stuff happen? And then like people later say, Oh yeah, he, he or she was saying, you know, this, that, and Made they posted a Facebook it. Yeah. Post, yeah. Like Tim Kennedy has a part of that group called a uh, double check. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. It's among the gun distributors. They have that group. And anytime something like that is leaked or whatever, yeah. it gets reported and it goes within their own system. So like anytime a person goes in there to buy a gun, he can search their name and then see if he's been flagged within their their own little oh, okay. system called Double Check. Yeah, and then they can like deny the sale and then like you know you report it. whatever it is. Yeah, but because like um, the dude in Maine, mm-hmm. you know, Tim said on that podcast the other day, he was like, "Yeah, that person actually had tried to buy a suppressor." Yeah, prior to that, and yeah. then he accidentally told them, hey, "I just got out of a mental institution," <laughs> and then they yeah. they didn't you don't sell get to buy it a to suppressor. him. Yeah, yeah but. But this is the difference here is that it, the the shop owner has the ability to deny the sale. This is yeah. not the government going, oh, you yeah. can't buy this gun. Yeah. So private sale, you can stop. But Yeah, it's not the government doing yeah. it. But, I just want to put that out there and make sure my yeah. Second Amendment people were up. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. What uh, you got, Tango? No, 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 no. You had the mic up and everything. You were, like, ready to go. No, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think everyone should have a gun, but I don't think that crazy people should have guns. I just, man, yeah, it is right to say, I mean, cause then who gets to decide who's crazy? Exactly. You know? Like I'm, I mean like the red flag gun law stuff. Yeah. Like I understand the spirit of it. Yeah. I just yeah. don't like, you know what I mean? Like giving them that inch, you know, the They're miles coming. They're going to take that mile. Yeah. yeah. And well, it's who like, who are they going to ask to go over and get that guy? It ain't going to be me. Gonna I'm be. not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. I'm just not. Yeah. And but it's just the whole like active shooter school shooter thing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts to it. Yeah. It's, I mean like 
one of the one of the, I took a class on this in college. So I mean, I, I looked I've looked into it a little bit, but like one of the things that's common among almost all of them is they're on like some kind of of doctor prescribed medication, like SSRIs or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, and it's you know there's that factor that's almost always right pre- almost present. 100%, yeah, yeah, but the way that the the facts get skewed is like. I think the legal definition of like a mass shooting is one where like three or more people get killed. Mm-hmm. So what happens is these school shooters, their statistics get piled with the gang violence shooters. Mm. So it all gets bunched together. Right. So when you compile, when you add all that together, it doesn't look like that's the thing. And then then they're able to spin it and say, oh, the the common denominator is the gun. That's right. what they do. And then right. they can run with that argument when it's, it's like not the drugs at all. Right. The, yeah. But these school shooters aren't gang members. They're yeah. not going in there and doing this to just as some part of a gang initiation. Right. I mean, it's, that's not, it's totally different. No, stuff. That, like, the person in Nashville was all by themselves. Yeah. I mean, the, according to what was written in the, yeah, it was. the manifest, like, ah, oh, that's, I mean, she also like even openly said, "Look, I I I didn't think I would make it this far because I she thought she had got caught in 21, which is yeah, yeah that's a it, red yeah. flag, guys. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> where yeah. where was that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I think that like one potential avenue to explore is like some sort of like mandated reporting system hmm. among whoever i don't know who it would be maybe law enforcement i don't know but like when you see the signs yeah like ever like yeah like i mean people pretty much stay on top of it now like here recently you know like our schools have been shut down over a kid posting on snapchat like don't show up tomorrow because you know like and they'll they'll shut the school down like we have our own school police yeah district you know, like yeah. for you know a whole department but um they're, they're not everywhere i mean like that school didn't have right. one you know and but well, it was the a private school too, so yeah. I mean they probably had a guy, yeah, you know, that sits out front in the guard booth or whatever. And did they? Have or maybe, maybe, maybe uh, not. I don't, I don't think know. they did. They the video. Have. So I remember seeing the video of it. I thought that's why she chose that school because yeah. was there was no security. Yeah, there's not one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The video. I remember seeing the video of that dude. Yeah. The police response to it was like a plus. Yeah textbook yeah as good like as there is a for. specific response that law enforcement is trained to mm. do dude theirs was perfect like you can compare that video to the one what was it um is it brevard florida florida where they didn't go inside yeah that was was it brevard or um whatever Texas? no it's florida yeah the one where they the one they just didn't go in they were like piled up out in the parking lot it just, was somewhere in florida yeah but i forget exactly where but yeah that's that's not what you're supposed to do you, <gasps> you were not supposed to wait like in our active shooter training classes they tell us to immediately make entry and eliminate the threat yeah because like the longer you wait the more lives are going to die right but um yeah one of the classes i had on active shooter like that was the thing. Like once you got in there, like from the time you make entry or you're notified of it, you get in there and take out the shooter. Right. Like they had like a timer and they had like the math on like how many average people would have died. And they tell you like, all right, right. 12 people died. Ooh. And now like the next one goes through like six people died, yeah. you know? And it's like putting in your head, like there's no time to wait. Yeah. No, you but, can't, you can't waste any time at all yeah. in that situation. Yeah. But. I remember reposting the pictures of those two officers that went in there to that mm-hmm. school. 
because man, like they, if I remember correctly, they they went in and then they could hear the shots and they end up making their way upstairs and then they found the shooter in like a library that had like big open glass windows. Yeah, dude, they rounded that corner and just like instantly and just ended it. Yeah, yeah, but that I mean textbook man because yeah. like the way that they cleared the building like they were the techniques they were using man i could tell those two officers are trained together too yeah yeah i could definitely tell that because like just there's a there's a there's a whole science to clearing buildings and stuff yeah and especially in an active i mean like so much stress man like oh man knowing that that person i mean they were in the video i saw they were literally stepping over dead kids uh, and it's like this is real like yeah. this person's going to shoot at me yeah. try to kill me i can either kill him or he kills me right know? and uh or her whatever it was yeah. but yeah, they the officer, wow. the officer like when he went into that library and ran it. It's called a button hook. The mm-hmm. step he took button hook around the corner instantly target doo doo. I mean, perfect man. That's uh, all you can accuracy, ask for in dude. That. Yeah. Perfect. Like he pulled up. Inst- I mean, I don't even think the other officer was there yet because there was two yeah. that I saw. But he pulled up instantly, unracks his rifle, hits the bolt. I mean, makes entry. Mm-hmm. No time. I mean, none. Got to. Yeah, got it was to. Perfect response. I don't know, but what do we, I mean, we're talking about how do you head that off at the pass? Like, uh, maybe they put something on Facebook and you can see it a couple of days ahead of time and you can intervene somehow. Yeah. But maybe they I, don't, you know, and it's. How did she almost get caught in 21? Do you know about that? I'll have to go back and look. It was some kind of thread or something, Yeah, it was some sort of social media thing. It was one of the girls she played basketball with at school. Okay. I believe. Yeah. I mentioned something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I think that's right. She must have been bullied or something. I mean, like, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts to that whole issue. Yeah, I don't think it can be just chalked up to one thing. No, and, no, it couldn't be. And it's she's she had a lot of issues. Yeah, and maybe one of those issues was SSRIs or some kind of psychotropic drug. Yeah, maybe it was the fact that she didn't have a father in her home growing up. That was going to be you my know, other thing. That's the the other common denominator yeah. with so many of these shooters is they didn't come from a yeah. a traditional nuclear family. Yeah, well, they don't have they don't have that stable household. Yeah, and the the drugs, bullying, well, I mean, just instability, and you know you live a life where your dad you don't know who your dad is or he's not around. Maybe you don't know where your next meal's coming from. Yeah, you know your your shoes are too small because mm-hmm. you've outgrown them. You know, that's the life that you're living, and yeah. then that comes out at some point. Yeah, and then that bullying starts to like you know, create resentment yeah because like in her little manifesto she named like a specific like little group yeah of kid you know like a uh what do you call it a clique yeah like she named one and i read that and i'm thinking she or he or she whatever was most definitely like bullied by them you yeah know? yeah and it's just like i think there's a lot of moving parts like yeah. you can't just say it's the gun take a gun i mean you're just it's not gonna work no, you can't, and it. That's like telling. I mean, like, yeah, meth is bad and it's illegal. Guess what? There's yeah, still right. A, Let's do a million something about people it. on it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the only thing you could do is to somehow eliminate every gun that ever existed, right? But then there would be something else because people are evil. You know, they, we yeah. we would find a way to kill each other. Yeah, Cain killed Abel with a rock. Yeah, you know, far back as anybody yeah, can remember. Right? I mean. Yeah, there's plenty of that going on before there were, you know, there was a, the firing cap was invented or the, you <laughs> yeah. know, any of that. And yeah. I don't know. People are just rotten, man. Oh, if you want to see how rotten people are, read the Old Testament. Oh, It's man. all in there. Well, God, 
wiped out entire civilizations mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because of well, the entire world at one yeah. point because they were just riding. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, give people long enough, they'll show you who they are. And yeah. You'll see, I, I know in your line of work, you see the worst in a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not something that I think the average person even wants to imagine. No. I, it's, there's a lot of stuff I wish I had never seen, but mm. yeah, it's seeing people at their worst is like really not a good thing to see every day. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. Like it's the stuff that first responders are forced to see is just stuff that like the human mind is not designed to see. Yeah. Not it, not in repetition. Right. You know, like, um, the shock factor of seeing a dead person in a car in a wreck, right. you know, once maybe, but like all the time, two, three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe or yeah. a night. Yeah. You know, it's like, after a point, man, like that begin you. I don't know. I can't explain the science of it, but like it really. Yeah, I, I can't either. But I, I have always thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's so much. Yeah. That we're programmed to absorb, you know, a certain amount of yeah. death or whatever. Yeah. But you're talking about like just chaos mm-hmm. in some of these scenes, and, well, and that, you have no idea. That's what. Like I was telling you earlier, I don't watch the news, man. I just yeah. can't take it anymore. Yeah. Like I can't. There's so much you have to deal with, like. On job, on the job, you, you live the news. Yeah, no like I'm watching on yeah, TV. Yeah, like I just can't. I don't have any more space for yeah, negativity. Yeah. I just don't. And it's like, good though that you have that awareness about it. So yeah, you're not just continuing to absorb negativity. Yeah, I cannot. I just there's not enough space yeah, for you it. Just, man. Yeah, you got to have the capacity for that. I don't yeah. think the average person does. Mm-hmm. I mean, never mind you guys who are you know live this mm-hmm. chaos all the time. Like. Yeah. I think we're just hit with so much information and it's just bad for us. Oh, like, yeah. And it's like, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, yeah, like, it's yeah. all negative. It's not, it's, and some of it's not even true. You yeah, know, right. especially stuff that comes to law enforcement. Like, they try to put their spin on it and yeah, it's just not, I, I don't, I stay away from it. Yeah. I don't, I don't even I, have cable. I don't, I don't blame you at all, man. We don't have cable either. We're looking at uh, getting rid of the cable company that supplies our internet altogether and no internet. Fine. Well, we're going to have internet, but yeah. Uh, our rich uncle Elon Musk has got his thing going, you know, with Starlink or whatever. So we're wait. What is that? Tell me about that. He's got a. It's internet that you just have at your. Yeah, you put a thing up on your roof, and the satellites go around and beam the internet straight into your house. How much is that? I don't know. There's a pretty big upfront chunk, right? Like three or four hundred dollars. Yeah, for the equipment, and then it's like twenty five bucks a month or something. I wonder how. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what we got a camper. We can take it with yeah. us and stick it on the camper and have internet huh. in the middle of nowhere. I, I hadn't even heard of this because I don't have it's the It's a news. new thing. Yeah, Starlink. Yeah, get on Twitter at least. If you, or X, you mean? X, X, uh, yeah. X. I'm yeah. on X. X is, I don't know, X is weird, man. But uh, Elon's making things interesting to say the least. It's, he is, he is. He's bringing us internet and he rescued Twitter and the sure Babylon did. Bee. So yeah. he's a hero in my book. But yeah, all of the first responders, man, they they need your prayers. Like, they really do. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, there's a lot of them that 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 they don't have any like um they don't have any way to like health healthy decompress. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know the word to say, but they don't. I mean, well, I mean, who who would you talk to though? I mean, would, well, you, would you talk to another cop who's dealing with his oh, own stuff? No, you know, and like, and that's another thing, like yeah. the hostility among the own place you work at like yeah. yeah they're gonna probably poke fun at you and 
make a yeah. meme of you and put it as a background on the computer. Right. And, you know, yeah. like, that's how it is. Like, and they mean well, but, like, that's just the reality of the way things are. Right. And, you know, like, not everyone has a therapist to talk to. And yeah. they don't have a relationship with Christ. So they, that's when they start drinking, yeah. drinking or doing whatever it is. And yeah. then, like, dude, you talk about all that trauma, and then you come home, you're depressed or whatever, and then you drink. Where's that gonna go? Yeah, you ain't got a chance. I mean, and that's why chance. that's why they're all divorced and yeah. I mean, they just like you said a minute ago, man. I mean, you it's we're not designed to take in that much. Yeah. I mean, I, I read the statistic. It was like the average person experiences like what I don't know one to three traumatic events yeah. per however long. Like first responders, like one to three a night. A night, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. And that, uh, like, there's some study about like, um, like the adrenaline up and down, mm-hmm. like the effects of that that it has on you. I mean, it's you're just riding that roller coaster. It's substantial. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When your adrenaline gland mm-hmm. kicks in and yeah. that, that whole endocrine system is yeah. going, like, yeah. you can't do that, but so many times, oh, you you feel it too. Like yeah. right after, you you will feel it. I feel it. But I always tell people like, um, anytime you you ask a first responder, whoever, um. Like, what's the craziest thing you've seen? Uh, yeah. That's a dangerous question to ask. Yeah. Because, like, if they if they have, like, undealt with trauma, like, you just open it up. Yeah. Like, they, you just... They, yeah, it's an irresponsible mind, question to ask. Yeah. Like, you can ask me that. I'm fine. I've dealt with my yeah. stuff. But, yeah, certain ones, man, that's well, not a good question to ask. There are guys that I feel like if you ask them that question, like, you might have to fight them because they would just rather yeah. not. I mean, you want to yeah. dig this stuff up again? Yeah. Even if they have dealt with it, like, you don't want to... Yeah find that image in your head again if you, yeah. if you can avoid it mm-hmm. but that's the thing like they they don't deal with it and then it piles up it piles up and then it becomes like an emotional or you know whatever burden and then they end up you know drinking or becoming violent yeah depressed get put on meds whatever man right. i mean it's just like uh, it's like such a, a vicious cycle yeah and if yeah yeah, I mean, I know you're on the same page with me about this, but like a relationship with God helps so much of that. Oh man, it I has mean, to. Yeah, it has to. And we kind of got into that some the last time you were on, but I mean, it's if trauma and chaos is your life, like you've got to have somewhere to go. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, you can't only be trauma and chaos all the time. Even yeah. if it's, even if you're perpetuating it yourself by going home and trying to drown it or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, it's like Isaiah six. It calls him wonderful counselor. Yeah, I mean that's, yeah, that's that's exactly what he is for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's got to be. But I mean, we, I was having a conversation with somebody recently about counselor that that yeah. word specifically in the Bible, and then when you get into the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is referred to a lot of ways as the counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's there. We just got to mm-hmm. take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. Where I work, we um, we've recently started like a little small study group. Mm-hmm. Um, so my Sunday school teacher is like one of my coworkers too. Oh, okay. work yeah. So, and he's working like in my place where I'm out now. Okay. So he, uh, yeah. So every, every week what we're reading through in our Sunday school group, mm-hmm. like we just, he just shares it with the people at work. Oh, okay. So yeah, they, there's probably, so you get it twice when you're, yeah. When you're well, I'm work. not at work, but yeah. he's doing it and like they've added me to their little group, but like, yeah, they meet and read over stuff, but yeah, just trying to, just trying to encourage that among other other first responders. Yeah, man. I mean it's it should it should be a necessity, man. And like they don't like during the hiring process and the training, 
they don't tell you anything about that. Yeah. Like the, that'd be the last thing they tell you. Like, you know, and when I was in the academy, like, yeah, they, there's like a one day section on like mental health, you know? Yeah. And it was the most standardized cookie cutter garbage. Right. Like yeah. it was not the truth. Just the bare minimum. No, and the no it was not the rainbows. truth. No. And, um, you know, and a lot of agencies do a good job. Like I know the sheriff office here, they have like a, like a full time, like chaplain. Yeah pretty much and he Shabby does a great Thornton, he's great yeah man. man he does a good job and he's he's great but like not a lot of places don't have that man like yeah. you go if you went to someone and 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 opened up about your problems they're just gonna be like can you make it to work tonight yeah you know, like that's right. that's you all they care about you know shift, it's like man. you are so disposable to them yeah like if you can't make it tell me quit now we'll have you replaced tomorrow that kind of attitude uh, you know and it's just like it just I would just have to quit at that point. I yeah, think. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Am I going to you know endure that and the mm-hmm. trauma I'm going to see on the street? Yeah. Well, I've known no people thanks. that have you know that didn't didn't get help and like the help isn't in, always included in your insurance either. Right. So that's another problem. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's not easy. It's not an easy I fix. Imagine not, man. Yeah. But I mean, it, a lot of police departments. It seems like at least that they struggle to maintain even mm-hmm. a good wage to pay their guys. Yeah. You know, and then what you start talking about uh, training and mental health assistance and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then, then it becomes a budget issue. And yeah. well, we can't afford that. And yeah. can you afford to lose officers because they can't, you know, wrap their yeah. brains around the stuff they see on the street? Yeah. That's the. That's the, the balance, I guess. Yeah. And, and you're expected to be like so upright. Yeah. And just perfect right i mean and it's like these people call and they want somebody to talk i'm like buddy you, you don't want to talk to us like we got <laughs> man we're the last ones you should be yeah, talking we got to. more problems than you do yeah and it's like let me drum up this uh, what was the standardized response i'm supposed to tell this person right like, yeah and it's uh, not that you don't care but it's like it's it, like you said man you, you can only take in so much yeah you know it's like at, at what point you know when does it start like to negatively impact you, you know? Yeah. And I would think not very long. And even at that, I would think sooner than you think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Say you've been on the road for six months. Like I bet it's already dug in by that point. Yeah. Especially like if certain things happen, like, um, when I was brand new, we had an officer get shot and killed Mm. and we went out there and everything. Yeah. And I saw that. And I mean, like I'm talking, I was three days on the job and saw that. Yeah. And you're talking the biggest culture shock of my life. Yeah. Well, I remember, dude, my heart rate was elevated for like the entire rest of the week. And that happened on a Friday. It Monday morning, I remember waking up and my heart rate was just like pumping like the whole entire, the rest of the weekend. Mm. Like it wouldn't go down. Yeah. I would wake up in the morning and feel it. And I'm like. I guess that's just the physical response to it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I don't know if it's if that's better, if, you know, like that reaction is better than being numb. You know what I mean? Like I've seen this a hundred times now. Yeah. It's not a big deal anymore yeah. or whatever. Well, that, not that, that anybody was, ever really numb. Yeah. But. I, yeah. I mean, that, that was a different scenario. Because it wasn't a stranger, right. it was another officer. You yeah. know, when they're wearing the same uniform as you, and you know them, and yeah. they're dead. Well, and it could be you down there, right? Very different. And, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, 
yeah, the numbness thing. I mean, you do get numb. You do get numb yeah. to like, like bad wrecks, people hurt, you know, people beat up, you know, women beaten up, you know, like it, it's horrible. And you, you know that it's like, this is so bad, yeah. but like the shock factor that used to hit you just doesn't come anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, your your mind is just automatically going to like okay what's the next step that I do here all right this do it you know and it's like and then you realize like man I haven't even like made these people feel like I'm I'm here to help you know but it's like I yeah. do like I really do this is horrible you know like right. but I just I've seen it ninety four times already you know like and it's that's the problem with you know, police getting accused of being, you know, robotic or unemotional and I imagine so. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they really don't mean to be, it's just that yeah. your situation hasn't become, is not as unique to them as you would like for it to be. Yeah. Because yeah, you're, you know, whatever happened to you and yeah, it happened to someone else yesterday two, two and he went ago. over there and dealt with that, you know, and, yeah. or two hours ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys do it every day. We, we call you when we need you. Which hopefully is not very often. I hope not. But then you guys, you guys do it all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. The the amount of I was talking with someone the other day about this. The amount of stuff that happens that the public doesn't even know about is just alarming. I, I like it that way. You know, yeah. I was just, you don't want things know. I would you just rather not know about. I know, you don't know the trauma that I've been through. Yeah, and I know that we weren't unique either you know mm -hmm. and to think how many yeah. times does that happen right how many times you know could i go to that crime scene or that that accident scene as well, a yeah yours is a lot different I, yours that's that's like another level of trauma i think well that's what i mean i did yeah. it once and it was my son and that was its yeah. own thing but i imagine like i had kip buford on who yeah. was a firefighter that responded that mm -hmm. night. i've known kip forever yeah how many times can kip go to that scene yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like maybe you can do it once or twice. Yeah. And then you don't want to be a fireman anymore. I don't want to see that again. You know? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. I've been to a couple similar things and there's, I've heard that like, it's so like counter whatever to see like your offspring go. Yeah. But like, even just like, I think it's, I mean, that's for sure. Like number one, right. but like, below that is like seeing someone just like way younger than you go yeah you know like children you know that's babies. what I mean. yeah, like it's, it's just uh yeah man no, it's, it's not natural no it, it it that still does shock me yeah i mean seeing that that's just like the worst stuff yeah but i don't know man like how you say if i were you i wouldn't do yeah, any of these things that you've been doing yeah, yeah it's, it's like, too late yeah but um there was this one scenario that I was told about, I didn't have any dealings with this, but they were just telling me about this. The parents had like the phone locked down, like, you know, every single thing possible lockdown they could do. Right. Well, the kid had still found a way to find like basically instructionals on how to kill yourself. Yeah. Like there was a certain hashtag they were certain they were searching on a certain social media website that didn't ping any of the filters no, or anything no. wow and it was like if you want to do it this way do this if you want to do this way and uh, it was like videos and step by step and the parent found it and i'm just thinking like man what what is the fix you know like uh, yeah like I, i'm lucky enough that i grew up not having that kind of access to stuff yeah. but 
that's a whole new ball game now, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I I got my first cell phone when I was twenty four, and I didn't get a smartphone until I was twenty. No, nah, I was into my thirties. I was probably thirty one, thirty two. Like I could pretty well handle it by yeah. the time I was thirty two. Yeah. You know, then we got our nine year olds have phones now, dude. You know, and I can't imagine it. I can't either. But they're they're growing up. We've had to learn all this stuff. They're just yeah. growing up with it. They're mm-hmm. like little cyborgs now. They're just yeah. one with their phone for their mm-hmm. whole life. But then that opens them up to this whole world. Yeah. You know, we just got to be brave enough to be parents and to be bold enough to hurt our kids' feelings. Yeah. You know, and maybe mm-hmm. they hate us for a little while. Maybe they don't. But yeah. hopefully... You know, we, we teach them the right way and, you know, we train up the child in the way they should mm-hmm. go and when they're old, they won't depart from it. Yeah. Uh, that's what you're going for. Yeah. You know, I always tell people we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. Like you stay kids for this long and then yeah. you're an adult for this long. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what we're getting ready for and maybe that means they hate you for a couple of years in their teens, you know, and that's just what it is. Yeah. Oh, man, I it's it's a scary thing. It really is. Yeah. I mean, this, the I know um your boy Rob, yeah, that's on here. I mean, it burns him up. Yeah, talking about that stuff. It but does. He gets fired up. Tango, you was talking about it in here that night. Oh, but rightfully so, though, man. Yeah. I mean, and the stuff's everywhere. I mean, yeah. that that was. Pro- I've been in law enforcement seven years. That is by far the most alarming thing that occurred. How many pervs are out there, man? You, all, all I mean, of just them. all the pervs wouldn't are out believe there. it. Yeah. Like stuff is crazy. Is like. Parents will go to the beach and post the family photos on the beach and the little kids in their swimwear or whatever. Yeah. And the pervs are on there. Like, you know, that's what they're after, those pictures. Right. And I'm like, and they're every, those kind of people uh, are everywhere, man. Yeah. Golly. Like, yeah. and like, I've been called out to scenarios where like their own family members are taking advantage of them of like special needs. That's crazy. Children. I mean, just stuff is unbelievable man it's like i could i couldn't begin to like come up with a statistic or number i just know it's a lot like a lot more than i thought and you you're a cop in a really small town you Mm -hmm. know and you're still exposed to all these things so it's not just atlanta oh man detroit or you know even nashville or memphis or a place like that yeah like out in the sticks man yeah you would think everybody's good old bubba joe yeah you wouldn't believe it. Like, I could start telling you stories, but it it wouldn't be good to. No, let's man, not. Let's not. I, I, there are things that you know I get the cliff notes on, and I imagine the rest. Yeah. And it's, it's just just know that like it, it it like the way that Rob is so guarded. That's a good thing. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. it's 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 a good thing. Yeah, it's got to be. It's it, it, be. He may come off as like you know whatever to someone. Don't care. I can tell you, he's he's on the right path. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. People call you a stick in the mud. You don't let your, let your kids have any fun, or you don't have any fun yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I mean, what are we talking about fun? How how much fun is it once we're in danger? Mm-hmm. You know, once we've opened up yeah. the door to some twisted, yeah. you know, a parallel universe almost. Yeah. That, well, look at the, you know, like on the, the Floyd Sheriff's Office app, they have... You can just go on there and see all the sex offenders and where they live. Dude, there's yeah. so many. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. It's uh it's sickening. No, nah, it used to be. I mean, we had to, you know, we, we could we could run all over the neighborhood and our none mm. of our moms knew 
where any of us were, yeah. you know, but we were yeah. at somebody's house One and, of the or four. out in the woods or, yeah. Yeah. It's a different world now, though. It is. It, it is, man. And I'm glad, you know, police especially, uh, first responders are overworked and underpaid as a whole, but police especially get a bad rap a lot of times because you see all these YouTube videos and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm grateful that there are still people that will do that job. Yeah. I mean, I wish there were more that would do it. Because we're shorthanded. And it every, makes I think every agency is right so now. So hard. Well, we're we're close to full staff. Like, we'll get full staff for like a few months, and then one or two people quit. Yeah. But we're not like some that are around here that are like twenty something in the hole. I don't know how they make it. I was just I was, th- I was thinking not too long ago. I'm riding around. And I was like, you know, I haven't seen a cop. Mm-hmm. I don't, since I don't know when on the road. Yeah. I see them quite a bit around here because they're the yeah. station's just around the corner here. Mm. Um, but that was before I was working down here every day. But, uh, yeah, you just ride around Rome. And yeah. Was, I, don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen. Uh, well, James, uh, didn't James say it? Yeah. When he was on here, like, they, Rome is, like, short 20-something yeah. officers. Short way. I think he said the number on Rob's. Was he I don't know, Was he here when he said that? I don't know. Either don't way, know. yeah. It's, it's in the ballpark of 20. Way, way, like, understaffed. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why they're all leaving Rome, but I ain't going to well. get into that. He, I'm sure he told you off air. Yeah, now we're know. all going to get speeding tickets on the way home. Thanks a lot, Jariah. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's about all they can do, right? <laughs> they know how to fill that auto-populated oh, information man. form out and hit print and go. Bless that's, their hearts. That's another thing. I, the whole speeding ticket, like, just hammer out, like, mindless. How many speeding tickets have you ever written? Seven zero. years. Zero. Seven years tickets. I've written zero speeding Ooh. tickets. Uh, what, tell me this. How many, uh, how is that impacting your community? Tango, like you, you want to take this one? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, it's I just, it, I've always had that belief. Before I even got into law enforcement, I thought that was the dumbest thing. I'm not going to sit in a car on the side of the road for eight hours a day and play laser tag with the bump, the back bumper of cars going by. There are literally bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Yeah. I don't have the IQ of a grapefruit. I'm not just going to sit oh, there. Man. That requires no skill. It doesn't even require a brain. Yeah. Why would you want to do that all day? I want to get out here and I want to arrest dangerous people, put criminals in jail. Here we go. Like, what, is that not what the cops are for? That, that's like, what it's supposed to be, right? And there, and you wouldn't believe there is a, there is a small sect of cops that have that belief. The most most majority of cops have that. Like, I just want to crank out a bunch of baloney tickets and like just make all the law-abiding citizens mad at well, me. I mean, what do you what do you get though? You officer of the year if you write the most speeding tickets. Like, what I, is, let, let me tell you this: I got officer of the year last year for making the most felony arrests at my agency. Hey. My, my, the most felony arrests that means drugs, guns. Yeah. To me, that's a quality arrest. Like that yeah. that could impact the community. Like I'm getting a dangerous person off the street. Yeah. And potentially it's going to be up to the court to send them to prison. They're probably not. But right. I did my part. That's a dangerous person. This dude is out breaking into cars, breaking into houses. Yeah. He's got stolen guns. You know, he's on drugs. He's selling drugs. You know, that that to me is what makes a difference, not writing you a speeding ticket on your way home. Like, you're yeah. not a criminal. Like, I'm not trying to sound bad, but it's not worth – you're not worth my attention. Like, yeah. I'm after a criminal, a bad yeah, person. Right. You Somebody's know? actually doing something bad. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, that's – I have always had that <laughs> belief. I have always had that bleed. <laughs> Hit the table. Tango right now. Hit the table. It. Yeah. I mean, but like my friend Buck that I work with, yeah. Yeah, he's come to scramble. He has, yeah, he's, he's the same belief of me, was me. 
you know, we, we, we talk about this all the time. Like that's a whole argument, you know, like interdiction officers versus traffic Nazi guys. Yeah. Like we, Buck and I are in a, a Facebook group that's like all interdiction. There's like across the nation, there's probably, I think there's over a hundred thousand in that group now. None of y'all writing speeding tickets. No, no. <laughs> like we'll use it to stop a car. Yeah. But if we realize, oh, this is granny late for work. See ya, honey. Have a nice day. Right, you know, yeah. We're not. No, that's not what I'm here for. I want yeah. the drug trafficker. I want the guy that has, you know, human trafficked people in his trunk. Or right. I want a real criminal. I don't want this stupid oh, speeding man. ticket. You know, like, and, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, don't stop and deal with a person that's going 150 in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. Yeah, you're not going to ride a speeding ticket for that, right? No, he's, he's going, going to jail. To jail. I, I take that back. <laughs> I did. I think I did write one person, and it wasn't even speeding. It was like too fast for conditions. Mm-hmm. I was going on uh, like the the highway, and I was just like, just not even. I just totally zoned out. And this big truck with the pipes and all that comes. I mean, literally, like melts the paint off my door. Uh, and I was like, what in the world? Is that? And I looked, and I was like, that's not even what I know. Like, they're not messing with me. So yeah. I go and stop them. And I was like, hey man, what are you doing? What's up? And he was like. Oh, I was just seeing how fast it would go. And I was like, beside me, beside like in a marked car. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it was a real, like, it, it was just like a written warning, like, yeah, you're going yeah. too fast. You know, uh, I wasn't going to do the whole thing. Down, bro. I mean, I'm talking, like, blew past me. Oh, but, yeah, the, the, so, stu- this is not totally unrelated. How, how frustrating is it when you're driving down the road and you get behind somebody? Who will not drive one mile per hour over the speed limit because there's a cop behind them? Dude, it's it's very frustrating. I always wonder because I got the cop in my mirror, right? And yeah. I'm like, what? Do you want to roll the dice? Is he that traffic Nazi? Well, that that's what I'm saying. Or is he the one that has a brain and uh, this is not a criminal? I'm not after him. Yeah, yeah. You know. So should I go? You know, the speed limit's forty. Like if yeah. I go forty-eight because he's like this far from my bumper, like should yeah, I go no, faster, <laughs> dude. I tell people like I wish I could get a flashing neon sign that I could just flip on. Like I am not here for you. Please just go. <laughs> like I just want to turn it on because I'm not. I don't want to write yeah, you all yeah. the stupid tickets. Well, I just know? always feel like uh, he's probably going somewhere important, right? And here yeah. I am driving forty-four and yeah. a forty. No. Five, you know, a steering wheel. But do you dare, you know, like I'll just go fifty and get out of here? I, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Like, I don't know. Yeah, if I knew it was you, I would. We would race. We would see how fast we could go. <laughs> do you, yeah, I mean, but do you want to roll the dice on it? I mean, it could be I some moron who was. And here's the thing I've noticed too. Typically, those ticket Nazi officers are the I was bullied in high school guys uh, I work with them I know yeah I know I went to school with some of these people and yeah. I work with them I can tell you that's typically what it is the officers that have a good good idea of reality and like what our attention should be dedicated mm. to typically are not the ones that was like bullied and got a chip on their shoulder people, right you know what do you feel like the percentage is there you don't have to say I don't get you in too much trouble no here. I, I mean I'll say <laughs> just let me think um yeah. I'll say that – so you, it depends on what stage of their career they're in. Okay. Okay, so, like, just about any guy that's got 15 years or more on the job, he ain't hitting a lick other yeah. than what he's just got <laughs> yeah. to do. I'm not saying they don't do their job. They'll right. do their job, right. but they're not out just drumming up, like, writing all these baloney tickets. So it's typically among people, like, within their first, like, 10, 5 to 10 years. Okay. But of those, man, I'd, I'd say it's probably close to, like, half – maybe it's probably close to half. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky, man. Like there's a lot of people that I work with that are like, they have, they know which fish are worth frying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, 
like Buck and some of the other people I work with. Well, like, I guess those are just the two types of people who are going to sign up to be police officers. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. like people that want to actually make a difference and they know what would make a difference. Yeah. People like, oh, I was bullied relentlessly and I just want to get out here and right people so they're they're either law enforcement or you're right they become the bullies bully. so yeah they're, they're law enforcement or they're like youth sports referees yeah yeah <laughs> literally yeah well, uh, dude i see the videos and it just that just so ridiculous man like just the baloney arguments on the side of the road over window tent that's the most that's the uh, dumbest yeah, thing ever man like what like yeah it, i get it like it's a it could be a threat to law enforcement if your windows are totally blacked out and you want to shoot me. But I, I, like I'm, once I get up there and realize that you're not that guy, I'm not. I'm, why would I want to write you a ticket for right. it? Like yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I don't. Uh. I, I know I work with work with a handful, man. They they just live for that ticket, and I. I mess with them a lot. Like I'll go in there and get the ticket book out and flip through it, and you know, I just like <laughs> scrutinize everything. Disapproving face, yeah. Like just yeah. man, blunt, waste of time, uh. baloney. And I'm like, and I tell them like, hey, dog, um, you could have arrested. Let's say you wrote twenty of these tickets here. Oh man, two felony arrests, getting a, two real criminals off the street, yeah, yeah. putting them in jail, would have been done way more for the community than all this baloney you just got here i guess feel like i mean the police department probably operates at a deficit just about as a principle yeah like as a rule but like i don't know writing i don't think writing more speeding tickets is the answer no it's that's that's like you just said like we're all in so much trouble now i don't care i don't care you don't care you got lights on top of your car i'll tell whoever you want to argue about this i'll i'm here to argue all right let's do it it's just stupid man like We're already shorthanded. There's criminals out there that are just roaming, like just uncontested. Yeah. They're breaking in your tool shed. They're stealing cars. Yeah. They're even, they're violent. They're yeah. high on drugs. I, they don't, they live in a world with no laws. Yeah. And yet, but does it make any sense for me to divert my attention to 72 year old lady with no seatbelt on? <laughs> why? Yeah. I, I'm, it's just, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Because, and this is something else I've noticed, it's just my opinion. But typically, they they're after those little we call them Mickey Mouse traffic stops yeah. because they know that the the likelihood of like a serious confrontation coming from that is low. I mean, that's really it. I mean, if you're gonna do it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But like, but if you it, then if you reverse it and you set your sights on like people that are on the run with warrants mm-hmm. that are looking at going back to prison, don't want to go back. They're gonna fight you over that. They're gonna right. even shoot at you over that. You're aiming it to get just like you come into work. All right, we got these four guys, felony warrants, but all of them are looking. They're going back. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're hiding out. They know we're after them. They got weapons. They do meth. They're going to shoot at us, but we want these four people. That's what the cops should be doing. Right. I sh- I'm not sitting over here on the highway. Oh, Granny goes by, you know, two over the speed limit, no seatbelt, uh, two man, tickets. Let's get her. No, I want the criminals, man. Yeah. The, the dangerous people. They're, they're out here, they're victimizing humanity. In my jurisdiction, they're the ones I need to get. Right. You know? It just, oh, it burns me up, man. I'm glad you're out there, man. I really am. Hey, whatever. But I, I've i always thought that way. Yeah. Like, when I was a teenager, I thought the same thing. Like, the stupid tickets, man. I just thought, this is the dumbest thing. Like, there's more, like, there's more. He's, he can't even show, he can't even show his face. He's laughing so much. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I'm in a position where I can say it. I mean, uh, I can speak yeah. and I've seen it. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. You know, like when I first started, I tried 
the whole like, oh, let's just write tickets. You know, I'm bored. Right. And then it just, like, I almost found myself like, I was like heartbroken. Like I wrote some people some tickets and it just dawned on me. Like I thought to myself, what impact did I just make? Did you serve or protect the guy not wearing no, his seatbelt? I didn't. <laughs> and then like, I, I remember this one, man, I stopped this guy and I'm, I'm ashamed even to, I'm ashamed. Getting the truth to out tell this story. But this was one of my final things. This was one of my final things. Yeah. I stopped a dude. He had like two kids in the back seat, and they weren't in their car seats. Hmm. Well, I remember when I first started, someone told me, like, man, that's when you always get onto them. No, kid not in a car seat. And I'm like, I understand the spirit behind it. Like, kids are important. They need to be protected. But, like, this dude was poor. Yeah. And But I, I did. I was like, man, I've been, you know, so I wrote him the ticket for, and that's like a, like your normal seatbelt ticket, I think it's like ten bucks, fifteen bucks. Like the child restraint ticket is a lot more. Right. And I wrote him the ticket, and it was like cold. It was. I remember it being cold, and I remember thinking, like, man, like, I, dude, he might not be able to buy them Christmas gifts now because of that baloney ticket I wrote him. Yeah. Like me stopping oh, him and having that talk with him was more than likely enough for him to like realize that you know, like this is yeah. something that you know, like. He gets it. You know, he's not stupid. He's poor, but he's not dumb. You know, right. like, I, he doesn't need that ticket, you know? And then that was one of the final things. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I'm not writing these tickets, man. Like, I'm at, I want the dangerous people off the street. Because, yeah. like, you know, like, typically, you know, your long-bodied people, when you stop them and write them a ticket, the, one of the first things they're going to say is, you know, there's that drug dealer down the road. Why ain't you messing with him? Yeah, good and question. You know what? Right? I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That yeah. cop needs to shut off his lights, rip up that ticket, and go down there and try to get the, the drug dealers off the road. Yeah. You know? But I'm done with my soapbox. There you go. I mean, I was going to let you roll as long as you wanted to. No, nah, I could this? be here until <laughs> Tango be over there asleep. I'll still be talking I don't know. about it. You got him. 561 minutes to go. Hey, there you go. You got all night? This is a. <laughs> The group we're in is called Street Cop Training, mm. and um, it's funny enough, man, it started by a guy who's not in law enforcement anymore. He got out, but he got out with the purpose of starting that group to train cops okay. on how to be real cops. Right. And um, they go pretty much all over the nation now. I mean, he's, he's hit it big, but um, he came to a class and, and taught in Carrollton, mm. and it's paid courses, you know, but our agency, well, hey, we're good enough. They, they paid for like five or six of us to go. It's like oh, 200 cool. bucks a pop. Yeah, we went. And he was the funniest guy, man. He uh, he was he was talking about like uh, you know, like the cops that write the tickets and they think they're saving the world. And he was like, man, you're just you're just making everyone mad. And he, <laughs> his words, he said, he said, he, this is literally what he said. He said, just he said, uh, being a cop is not just being a dick and writing tickets. That's what he said. <laughs> and then he said. And he was like, and I'll go ahead and tell you now. He said, you're out there wearing your thin blue line T-shirt? Take that shirt off and hang yourself with it. Oh, <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he said it to the whole class. Of course, he knows we're not the ones that are doing it. Right, right. So funny. Like, uh, he is just, like, so spirited in his beliefs, man. Man. And he's from be. Jersey. The dude is from New Jersey. Oh, okay. So he just so comes dude, out, He's right? got that. Yeah. Like, um, he, he was making fun of my name, like, the whole time in the class. So he's like, Jariah. Like, what? What planet are your parents from? You know, like saying stuff like that. Of course, I don't take heart to it. But yeah, just so funny. But yeah, that's the name of the group. But um, yeah, that's the cops need to be cops and not uh, ticket generating morons. I mean, yeah, yeah, road pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like 
another story. This is the final I'm thing. I'm going to wrap this thing. Are you going to get us final all? Final story. <laughs> Go ahead. Final story, man. We had a guy that worked with us. Love him to death. Great guy. Nice guy. Whatever. He was the dude that wrote a billion tickets and thought mm. he was saving the world. Yeah. Well, at one point in time, he ended up getting frustrated with agency over something stupid. I can't remember what it was. And he went on our system and pulled up, like, his statistics of how many tickets he wrote and did the math. Yeah, <laughs> he did the math. And he said, man, I've generated this agency over $2.3 million. And I looked at him. I said, do you understand how where that money goes when they pay a ticket? <laughs> It doesn't go to your no, agency. You get about it, this much of it. It's you a, get cents on the dollar. Yeah. Like for each ticket, you got us like two cents. Uh. Like literally, like two <laughs> pennies. He didn't even know it. He said, Huh? I said, Yes. Didn't, they didn't tell you this that in the academy? The this guy's been it, a cop twice as long as I have. Uh. I said, Yes, dude. They literally. And so he got to looking into it. And he said, Man, you're right. Like 25% of it goes to the state. Another 30 goes to the judge's retirement. I mean, it, it gets divvied up. And then, like, a cent's <laughs> yeah. on the dollar. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, like, you're not even. You've made the department yeah, 11 cents. And you pissed <laughs> off 4,800 citizens who abide uh, by the laws, dude. Like, everyone hates you, dude. Everybody hates go you. Go ahead and say his name. Don't say no, his name. No, I'm not going to say his name. No, he's a good guy. He's yeah. He is a great person. Yeah. Like, I'm not. It was just a moment of realization for him. Yeah, you know, like, I'm not trying to attack his character because he's yeah. a good dude. He just doesn't have that perspective on that i'm like dude everyone hates you bro like <laughs> yeah, that's tough. do you are you okay with that like i'm not i don't want everyone to hate be. me like i, I want to... people to like me because I, I i got a dangerous person off the street like, right you know what i mean like uh... i'm pretty sure everyone can get behind that like when i was a kid and i watched the little cops and robber things like yeah that was the premise behind it they got a robber off the street bro like yeah, that's a dangerous a person deal. that's yeah. a big yeah, that's a big thing. Like, oh man, get out there and just like road power to eighty-five year old lady for no seatbelt. Uh, don't get it. Bless her heart. And I'm sorry for the officer that wrote you the speeding t- or what ticket you said you got on Facebook that when we, you and I were talking. Oh, uh, what were we talking about? Which one was it? Um, was it the one that got thrown out? It was me, you, and Trip on there talking, and you said that yeah. someone had written you a ticket. I got. I got. It was, out another, of a, was it another state or no? It, was it here? It was somewhere. I don't know where it was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> definitely wasn't here. I'm not definitely not. Uh, I'm sorry. It was, uh, I guess the guy was writing it and stopped and then started. I don't know. It's something I can figure. Uh, but it said I was going, I was going like 50 and a 25 or something. Mm-hmm. But he wrote that I was going 550 miles an hour on the ticket. 550. Which I guess is enough to throw the whole ticket out because it's not correct you know or whatever. What? I'm glad they threw that out. So the judge you, was like, yeah, we, you we don't can't. Need, you don't need that ticket. No, I was, I don't know, 16, 17. You yeah, you yeah. don't need that ticket. It was going to be, I don't know what, like, yeah. yeah, they used to charge, I guess, like a certain amount per mile per hour over or whatever. And, Did they? Yeah, and I was figuring it up, and I was like, it's going to be like $6,000. Man, <laughs> I, I got one in McMinn County, Tennessee. This was after I was a cop. Yeah. I, when, when Kelsey was living in Knoxville, I'd go up there on the weekends, and uh, I got stopped, and he wrote me a speeding ticket. I think it was like $215 Ugh. for that, that I didn't even tell him I was a police or nothing. He just straight wrote it. Just came back. You didn't do the thing where you make the badge fall out of the sun visor? No. Oh, look at that. I, I don't even carry it. Like, I don't even I don't have it. it. And I'm thinking, well, if I tell him, he's just going to think I'm lying. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he straight wrote me. And it was like $215, Ugh. man. It was 
That's to tough. McMinn County, Tennessee. Yeah. Bless their hearts. I'm sure they all got raises. That guy's probably off for the year. <laughs> he thought Bless he thought heart. all two hundred and fifteen dollars yeah, went to his going to the department. And that goes straight in my oh, check. Man. So from here, here's a uh, challenge to Burnham Podcast listeners: the next time you get a speeding ticket. You need to donate the same amount of money to your local church. Yeah. Just go ahead yeah. and double it up. And if you're a cop out there writing ridiculous speeding tickets, Stop. you should donate 10% of the ticket value that you yeah. write to your local church also. If you're a cop that? out there doing those tickets, join the Street Cop Training Group on Facebook and just start reading the posts. You'll yeah. see what I'm talking about. There uh, you go. They'll post, there's links to training on how to be a real cop. Um. I'm serious. That's that's how yeah. that's how they yeah. approach it. I mean, that's oh, man. that's just, not that's not police work. Yeah. It requires no skill. Doesn't even require a brain. That this is Gerard Tucker saying all this stuff. No, the the people that I'm talking about, he has his own podcast, yeah. and it is comedy gold, man. He's <laughs> he was on there one time with a guy, and he he said he was like, look, you know, he's from Jersey. He said, look, bro, I I told a guy one time. I said, look, he said I. I could literally train a civilian to do the job that you do in 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes. He can do your job just as good as you can. How does just, that make you feel? You even have to pull the trigger. Yeah. He calls it, gun. he calls it laser tag with the car bumpers yeah. is what he calls uh, it. And he was like, you're playing laser tag with rear bumpers of cars, man. He was like, that's what you signed up to do, right? Is that what you want to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun stuff though. Mm-hmm. Then you get to play with cool toys and drive a fast car. Like, I don't know. Maybe it goes to some folks' heads, but but not to you. You got it all figured out. You're the no. I don't have it all figured best out. Best cop in the world. No, I do not. <laughs> no, there. I work with some good ones. I really do. Like we've yeah. got a lot of good ones. Like um, like my friend Buck. I, you'd met him. You yeah. know, he comes to scramble. Um, he was recently on another podcast on a uh, Keith Keith podcast. Oh, okay. Day. Yeah. But um, yeah, and, and James that you had on, he's a good one. I yeah, know. James uh, is a solid dude. Yeah, he he taught um. Some of my mandate. James is, yeah, he's kind of graduated from the street yeah. into that training role. But yeah, I'm happy for him, man. Yeah. He's, you know, he he went through all that training to be the instructor because I, I was signed up to go to um instructor training before this happened. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they had me signed up to go to the class oh, until man. this. So, but um, yeah, the training that he went through to get that kind of job was it takes a lot, man. Yeah. Like he he put in the time and effort for that. James, James is a solid dude. Mm-hmm. He's got a good heart. Yeah, him and. Really, all the instructors up there are good. Well, they're they're different now than the ones that was going through when yeah. I was there. But um, him and, and Meringue, yeah, that are up there, they're all good people, man. They're all Christians, and you know that their hands are kind of tied because like the training they give you is very standardized, right? But um, they try their best, man. They really yeah, do. That's all they can do, I guess. I mean, you just you know you do what you're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they don't crank out a bunch of ticket riders they do not they do not encourage that yeah. in their academy I, I can tell you that 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 what comes from highway pirates is that what road, the road pirates road pirates, road pirates. yeah I, dude i don't know where that comes from i don't know it's kind of funny though i don't know you know where the origin for that is no, the origin of the road pirates because they they drive in these unmarked vehicles Oh yeah, like hold you up for your money. Yeah, yeah. pull up yeah. next to you and raise the black flag. Yeah. And... That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, Ooh. it is what they're doing. None of these are taking There, one of y'all. Next time uh, you stops me it. is getting a forty-five um, minute Bible lesson on the side of the road. I'll write it. And it'll be my my <laughs> saying. I'm telling you, man, that stuff's ridiculous. Uh, it is so ridiculous. You should wrap it up before we all get yeah. retaliatory stopped on the way home from. Wherever I don't know, it'd be <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Can you go? 
You go back and edit out like the last 45 minutes of this so we can all Sorry. continue to live in this town. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. It's all right. My Let friend, them. the cop, said it was okay. Let them take it out on me. That's it. That's what we'll do. But, man, we're going to jump off right there. This has been, it's been awesome. I've had a great time. Thank you for coming yeah. back. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, thank you for having me back, man. That's great. I appreciate what you're doing and, you know, giving normal people like me and everyone else a, a time to have the floor and – yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Ran about road pirates. That's it. So. That's it. But thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you man. God bless you guys. We love you. See you next time. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.